Joe, why does Dr. Pepper come in cans? <laughs> His wife died. Hey-o! Um, hey, what do you call two jalapenos getting it on? What? Fucking hot. <laughs> hey, this is Jacques. I'm Joe. And there's a lot more where that comes from on this week's Carnival Personnel. You, don't you want to sell the show? <laughs> don't you want people to stay tuned? Sorry, I was going to say I've been trying to sell it. No buyers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the crap that you can buy on Craigslist and there's no takers as far as this goes. Guess yeah. what, man? We're not even for sale. <laughs> uh, yeah, we okay, are, we are know. very much low price. Joe, how was your week? Terrible. Yours? Same. Uh, we, we, you know, if we're recording this in a couple days, maybe we'd be talking about the weather. Maybe. First big storm coming in. You excited? No. Yeah, me neither. It's one of those supposed to come in late Saturday night, so you have to wake up on a Sunday morning. Awful. I'm not going to church. Why am I waking up on a Sunday at all? And <laughs> you might not. <laughs> Lord, God, God willing. God willing. <laughs> you wake up early once the snow stops, and you have to you know, snow, shovel the snow away before the sleet and ice comes later that afternoon. And that's where the fun is. Yeah. So, you know, you have that window of opportunity to break your back. Uh, which, as we remember last February, I made a get a good old college try. Right. You did the old uh, life alert. <laughs> but you, uh, I've fallen and I can't get up. You have a, 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 a healthy nineteen-year-old uh, in the house. Uh, uh, next week. Uh, yeah. There we go. Shovel. <laughs> no. First of all. Not 19, he's 18. Secondly, not healthy. <laughs> so, two strikes. Yeah, I, it's like, I, I've, I've let my, I put my oldest on notice. It's like, yeah, this year, it's not, oh, I'm going to help, Papa. Shovel, shovel. Sh- I'm going to the house, <laughs> you know? Um, well, my son has it down where he does such an awful job. I might as well just do it the fuck myself. Yeah, I think mine, mine has uh, gone that route. Yeah, it's not flying this year, and and luckily we have friends staying with us, so there's another you know semi healthy like middle aged guy, and he has a twelve year old. So you know between you got the uh, the the slave labor going seriously. I mean, you're a regular uh, Trump over there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, so so this week I was telling Joe before big big week at our household uh, Tuesday. Traded in my old jalopy, my 2016 Hyundai Santa Fe, for a 2018 Hyundai Santa Fe. Woo! Easiest sale ever. Like, cause um, it needed a battery. It needed a major tune-up. It's never had a major tune-up. I changed the oil like every, just like you're supposed to, every twenty thousand miles. You know, <laughs> right? That's what it is. Something like when the engine sees light goes on. <laughs> I, I probably. I, Probably six to eight thousand miles. I ch- I change it. You You've know, ignored every recall. Um, no, there was was there one recall that I think I actually you don't recall. I don't recall. I forgot to remember to forget. And um, and walked in. And what I do every time I get a card, or generally, you go in towards the end of the year. You buy the last year's model that they've now you know pushed out into the back that they still have that they're trying to get rid of. Uh, and it's ninety eight percent the same as the two thousand nineteen, you know, model, except you know, one less useless thing that you're never going to use, and it's usually like ten thousand less. So good for you. And and he, here's a little tip for the listener, and I mean this. 
I don't know much about what I'm talking about. When you buy a car, you walk in and you have two options. You're going to buy a car or you're going to be sold a car. And you have to know the difference walking in. And if you are there to buy a car, be prepared to walk out. And I cannot suggest walking out more. I walked in, told the guy, this is what I want. Didn't hear, I don't did not even bother to test drive it. I, I know exactly what I'm getting. Um, and so I said, great. You know, uh, this is what I'll pay. I know you can't make the decision. I don't have time to stick around. Call me if you hit this number. You know, and he called like two days later and he was close. And I said, just to clear up any confusion, call me when you hit this number, not close to it. And and I also follow up with an email. I'm like, all the aftermarket stuff you're going to sell me, I do not want. I do not need. Um, and of course, you know, uh, they hit the number. It just took a couple more days for them to say, wow, it's still here a week later. <laughs> I don't think it's getting any fresher. So let's, because again, you know, it's Martin Luther King weekend. They're rolling out the 19s and all that stuff called. Um, now, now here's, a, here's, you know, if there is a fallback or, or downside, I don't want leather seats. At which they try to sell you as, oh, well, hey, I know it's not the number you wanted, but these have leather seats. Vegetarian, not interested in leather seats. <laughs> but if I'm going to get, you know what I mean? I'm not going to not get the car. It's like, I, I like the blue, the, the Hyundai blue. It's only in white. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean, I, I'm, I'm, will this go from point A to point B? And then go in, all done, all the paperwork, except they can't not sell you a car unless they take you in the little intimidation room and management was with me and i don't think she's used to these little rooms as much she hasn't bought car as many cars um and she got to see me on full display and i knew the guys it's like a timeshare thing they're not going to take no for an answer no matter how many times and it was great he was like well with this package you know now and he starts drawing a squiggly line he goes like under a microscope this is the molecular structure of like paint i'm like it is because my buddy at mit draws it completely different and it's like Oh, sorry, management is like, just let them get through it. And it's like, the guy's like, well, they used to use lead paint and lead is really bad. I'm like, yeah, I know. My uncle died of lead poisoning. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I said, it was shot six times in the chest. And, and she throws up her hands and says, I got to get back to work. Just let him finish talking. And it was one of those things where, oh, well, okay. If you don't want this package, just take this. No. Well, this this package, it's like it's only $9 more a month, and it will give you a real peace of mind. And I said, I know it doesn't do you very good because you got to make the sale. I'm here because I'm buying a Hyundai, and it's my sixth one. And that's my peace of mind. I've never had problems with it. You should feel really great working for a company that somebody will come walk in right off the street and just take a car without even test driving it because they are so convinced they know what they're getting. Um. And I said, if any of these things break down before the 60,000 miles, you know, I know it's covered. That car out there has 65. I traded in around 60, 65. I'm going to be here in two years. If you don't fuck this up, probably getting another one. So why don't we just come to the agreement? I don't want this. Well, you need gap insurance. It's like. That's why when we were sitting out there, we called the insurance company. We already got gap insurance. Well, let me tell you about our gap insurance. 
Let me tell you that I've already paid for it with our insurance company. Nobody wants to hear that. But my friends, uh, buy a car. Don't be sold a car. That's the difference. And even if it's a great deal, walk out. Just walk out. They will call you back. I have a tip for our listeners. Pay Jacques $1,000 to buy a car for you. <laughs> no, my, I can't tell you. My sister and other friends would wait for me to fly back from L.A. You know, to buy a car. I remember the, the, uh, the, the starter wife, the first time she got a car, we were buying her a used car. And the guy said, you know, we we're talking, well, what's the interest rate on this? Well, it could be this or this, you know, but a half point doesn't make that much a difference. I grabbed the calculator and just showed her over a five-year period of time what a half a point difference was. It made a difference. <laughs> and he was trying to upsell X, Y, and C, and we're in the little room, and he goes, hey, at one point, you're going to have to start trusting. Because every time he said something, I would turn to her and say, hey, this is what you're being sold. This is what's happening. He goes, at one point, you're going to have to start trusting me. And I said, look, no offense, you're a used car salesman in North Hollywood, California. <laughs> at no one time in this transaction will there be a moniker of trust extended. And just the look on his face of, I fucking hate you, but I can't tell you I hate you because I think you're going to buy this car, which we did. Um, anyways. No, that's great. I wish this was a car show. Can we make this a buying the car show? <laughs> I don't even want to talk about politics or the weather or sports or video games. You know, just give me tips about how to how to wade through people coming to get you. Right. I mean, that's the, the whole that's survival. I want to know how to survive in this hustle bustle world of bullshit. See, the the the, the issue that you would have, although you are a dick, you don't present as a dick as well. Like, right. I'm like, a I'm a private dick. I, 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 <laughs> I'm your private dick. <laughs> Dick for money. <laughs> Do what you want me to, Dick. You know, me on the other hand, yeah, I, I've not yelled at any kids to get off my lawn yet. But you know, once they step on it, though, you I, haven't had the opportunity presented to it. I, I think I got a lot more of Ed Asner in me than you know. <laughs> most. You got a lot of spunk. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So 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 moving on. Uh, uh, fat shaming week two, uh-huh. uh, Joe. I um, uh, it's the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, I went skating second week in a row. Very excited about that. I did. Uh, it was fucking horrible. I, and I'm not kidding. I could put you on skates, and people would have thought we just started skating at the same time. But uh, it's not as horrible as last week because last week I I told you I had trouble. Getting the, you know, just uh, just because you're not an athlete doesn't mean you can't. Just because you're not a jock doesn't mean you can't be an athletic supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, that and the pants, the hockey pants, snug. This week I just went with sweatpants. Oh, <laughs> so man. It was easier this week. Next week it's a hefty sack. <laughs> you know? uh, but, yeah, I, you know, I think I'm four months, four months from uh, from, from Vegas. Um, I just had a wrinkle thrown in the the, the works. Uh our friend Taylor had just let me know that Kid Nick has let us know that he's available to go on the tournament. I will not waste anybody's time other than saying Nick is a complete flaming piece of shit. 
true pedophile that nobody wants him to go. So um, them's a, a really harsh words. Has he been convicted? He no, now, no. This but is, remember, this is being recorded and broadcast. oh no, hey, I, like I told him like a few years ago, I I, I have this great move. Like this one-on-one move that I'd show him that I've been doing for about – I've had this move for about 14 years, and I'd show it to him because it's 14 years old he tried to fuck it. So, you know. Okay. That's a big word for an eight-year-old. <laughs> I'm, presu- I'm presuming that Nick is a pseudonym to protect the – No, I, I'm <laughs> saying Nick is a flaming piece of crap. Nick is such a piece of crap. He ran a scam. Um, The guy who he was scamming died – and he still got taken to court over it and lost to a dead guy. <laughs> well, like, he lost to a dead guy. No, I, I and you will not edit this. I do not retract any of it. Okay. Uh, Nick accidentally hears this. He can find me, and then I can kill him. It'd be easier for me than finding him to kill. Anyways, uh, but I'm still going to work hard about it. Uh, happy hundredth anniversary, Joe. Uh, yeah, uh, how time flies. Um, what are you talking about, Willis? Were you aware of the molasses flood in North Boston a hundred years ago? I was. I was. I was not. So please take the lead. Uh, there was a flood in um, of molasses. Uh, I think a hundred years ago in Boston, North Boston, North Boston, where all them Italians are. I'll edit that out. Oh no, you're right. There are a lot of here. I know. I just checked. Yeah, there are. Especially a Especially hundred years ago. I mean, it was up. The first newspaper I actually got paid to write an article for uh, was a North Boston newspaper that just two years before was only in Italian. And then they, two years earlier, started to do an English you know, version of it. I cover it like every year. The Boston Fire Department plays the Boston Police. I just you know, covered that little game. But, the, I mean, it is. It's, uh, it's 100% Italian community, especially 100 years ago. I know. I've been in North Boston. Yeah. Have you now? Yes. They do I, love Portuguese in there. Do, well, you know, my money's just as good as everybody else's. Um, so yeah, there was a big molasses flood. Honestly, I knew of the molasses flood. I don't know how it started. Uh, I knew it moved slowly. It sadly it didn't. It yeah. actually moved. See, I'm saying, and they had like a giant, giant one of those like you know, you know those oil tanks you see off of ninety three. They had one of these giant ones. There was no OSHA at the time. <laughs> there wasn't any unions. There wasn't much inspection, um, and it had leaked here and there, like the person overseeing construction of the storage thing was a CPA, not a structural engineer. Mm. And when it started to spring leaks, they painted it brown. Wow. To hide the leaks. That's great. And then it burst. 35 people die. Fun fact. At the time, there were seven different daily newspapers in Boston. And this was the front page story on all seven for a week. Didn't make big national news, although it was a pretty. I mean, for some people, die in, in a tr- in something like this. Um, the same week, uh, prohibition went into effect, and the Treaty of Versailles was being was being signed or being ratified. Yeah. That was headline news everywhere else. Um, that this was like page seven on the Boston Globe. Uh, but so so no no so the everywhere in the world it it was page seven, but here in the seven seven daily newspapers. Times have changed. Um, and molasses, I guess, I guess, was used in everything back then. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, it was probably what was used besides what we now use high fructose corn syrup for. Yeah, pretty much. And um, 
you know, and 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 the way they dealt with it is pretty much folded up the company, moved to Philly, ah. and changed the name. Like, you know, there there, there weren't any great John Taylors at the time, you know, representing the little people, um, uh, the the thirty, I think it was like thirty five people who died in a molasses flood. Like, you know, just, you know, almost like, you know, I wonder if they left it there and be like Pompeii. Right. <laughs> At least uh, we can laugh about it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's I mean, been, time has passed. It was, a, well, time was passed and they were Italian. Am I right? Yeah. All right, I'm talking, all right? Yes, you Don't, are. Hey! <laughs> Next. Uh, what's the matter with you? <laughs> That's a matter for you, right? Eh? It, it could have been one of Mario's family members. Uh-huh. Um, did you, little, little local politics, you watch uh, Mayor Marty Walsh's uh, speech the other day on TV? The State of the City? No, I was watching um, something else. Magic Game. Okay. Uh, it was really good. And what was interesting, very... It was very, it kind of went out of its way to say, um, fuck Trump, obviously, but also fuck uh, racism. Fuck. I mean, he went way out of his way to introduce a bunch of people from different minority groups, different uh, LGBT groups, different, you know, African-American groups, different um, special needs groups, and, and also point out the work that's been done. All answering to a white guy. <laughs> As it should be. And, hey, who said that? Uh, what was really interesting is a couple times he pointed out, and, and Governor Baker was sitting, you know, obviously front and center, that the two of them are going down to D.C., and there's like three different initiatives that they're working on together. And, and Mayor Walsh pointed out, we don't agree on everything. You know, he's a conservative Republican. You know, I, I'm obviously not. You made a joke about it, but we're working together to make our city, which is doing great. He made sure everybody knew it was a sanctuary city. Made sure that he uh, he addressed. You know, he it was very much a political, almost like a presidential rally. Yeah. Um, pointing out all the positive things in Boston that was just voted like the best city to live in. Um, the city in which you're most likely to be able to go up a class in. Um, but at the same time, he did say, we have a serious problem with housing and and the, the median and smaller housing people being pushed out. And we are, in, are working together. And that's something that he talked with, you know, pointed out the baker that we're not talking about it. We're actually putting action plans together. You know, the reason our city is doing so good is we do have a thriving middle class. We have a working class, uh, a class that can make a decent living in the city. And it's important for us that they can live in the city that they're working in. Um, talked about you know, different college programs. It was, you know, and I'm like, am I the old, am I that guy now who's actually watching these things or, um, and I didn't plan to, it just, you know, was on. I'm like, oh, I'll listen to what he's saying. I tuned in for Jeopardy and I got that instead. And I immediately tuned to a rerun of Match Game, like you said. <laughs> but it was, I, I mean, it, it, it was, it was actually nice. And again, we're not the, uh, I'm not the biggest Baker fan, but if there is something of a moderate, but he has to be. The entire state Senate is Democrat. The two state senators yeah. are Democrat. The mayor of the biggest city is a Democrat. So it just so happens that a lot of the scumbag voters that live in Massachusetts are Republican. 
Well, it's funny. Ah! Because, no, but, but if you think about it. Did I say scumbag? You did. Um, Why did I say that? But he, he won in a landslide. Baker did. As did Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. It's the same people who are going and voting for her that voted for him. Right. So he, things are going well. He, and he's not like this weird religious nut. He's not in the pocket of the NRA. You know, he's not the stereotypical Republican politician. So um, it was. I, I, you know, and of course it was so, you know, he, he called it Champion City like, you know, a few times and stuff like that. He got a lot of cheap rounds of applause. But it was it was. Hey, man, I mean, he's going over the year in review. The Red Sox won the World Series. How do you not mention that? Right, right. And, and you know, in the same year in a review, you know, uh, uh, Bruins made it to the second round. Laker uh, Celtics made it to game seven last five minutes against LeBron, who's now a Laker. And the Patriots uh, made it to the Super Bowl. They made it. They didn't give themselves a participation trophy for that. <laughs> you know, well, I, there was I, no more room on the trophy shelf. <laughs> We're such dicks. Uh, Speaking of dicks, please. <laughs> you should have seen that one coming. You should have seen that one coming. How come Dr. Pepper comes in the can? <laughs> His wife died. Um, what? No one's <laughs> listening to this. What were you saying about? Something? I was saying only because the commercials kept airing during these the, the Patriots game. Uh, celebrity apprentice or celebrity Big Brother? Yeah. Did they go out of their way to find the biggest douchebags? I mean, when is the last time you've heard Cato Kalin? <laughs> and what and what is he famous for? For living next door or in the guest house of O.J. Simpson, a murderer. Yeah, uh, allegedly. Um, Actually, no, he's not a murderer. <laughs> Double murderer. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's like Cato yeah, Kalin. Last year they had what's a woman's name? Amarosa. Am uh, I saying it right? Well, Omarosa. Omarosa. Yeah, Omarosa. Yeah, she just this year it's Scaramucci. Yeah, you know whatever they they look celebrity who, Big Brother. Who watches it? Millions of people. Big Brother is a thing. It's a <sighs> big thing. Regular Big Brother during the summer is much more popular than Celebrity Big Brother. I I think I think. Um. But from what I understand, like, you know, you have the 24-hour cam on the Big Brother website where you can actually watch them when they're not on live with uh, Julie Chen Moonbez. You know her name is Julie Chen Moonbez now. She's the host. She, she related to anybody? Uh, she, uh, yes. How'd she get that job? <laughs> Let's not go down that road. But yeah, Celebrity Big Brother is a, uh, you know, it's a popular show and it's, a, it's one of the biggest... Um, one of the biggest uh, reality competitive shows on television. So they're trying to appeal to a broad audience. They don't want to be, you well, know, don't, all... got, don't guys want to watch it too? Guys watch it. See, so you said broad audience. Uh, and, oh! And this is 1943. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I just. What's that, Miss Maisel over there? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Celebrity Big Brother, who gives a fuck? Is there a way I, to watch the people who watch it and then put them on some kind of list? <laughs> I just want to see if Will's, uh, this is a joke has probably been told, but Will Scaramucci last longer on Big Brother than he did in the White House. <laughs> um, Can he beat his record? Dude, it's like, why? Well, you know, I, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, anybody who watches that, yeah, you, you are fucking sad. Right. Let's move on to to what's happening in Twitter this week. There is a 
young up-and-coming congresswoman from the Bronx making all kinds of news. Turns out she's a fabulous dancer. Well, I don't know if she's a fabulous dancer, but dances. she's now known as AOC, as you know her as... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So she, you know, it was announced that she's going to run kind of a tutorial for, you know, Democrats how to use Twitter. Because a lot of people, she's owning Twitter. You know, she has lots of followers. She's effectively using it. And a lot of older, you know, Democrats uh, have reached out for help on this. To which a bunch of... um, Fans of the GOP are now mad at Twitter for not offering the same services to the GOP. It's like, no, the Twitter's not doing it. She's she's doing it. So, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you could get shut up. Better at Twitter. <laughs> maybe if you didn't have to be like what a seventy-year-old white guy, you know, racist to be uh, be in the GOP. Maybe maybe you could get some of that. But uh, all right. Get out the whistle. We're going we're gonna to go through the Trump stuff really, really quick because there's a bunch of it. I like to call this part of the podcast the Trump train. <laughs> All aboard! <laughs> Week four of the shutdown. And absolutely no movement. There's not going to be any movement. When are people going to realize this is Paul Ryan's wet dream come true? How many GOP people have famously said... Their idea of government, like government should be able to fit on a postage stamp. They want everything privatized anyways. You know, whether that means the Coast Guard, uh, whether that means TSA, you go through the list. They want these things failing. It, there is no pushback. Um, and, and as you were talking about before, I, I don't even want to say her name who's taking credit for pulling the strings of Blotus, which she is. And Coulter? Don't, I don't, yeah. You don't I, have to say it. I can't. Like Nancy Pelosi has said to Blotus, um, don't do your State of the Union next week. And one of the th- reasons she cited is during the shutdown, it's probably not the best time to have a State of the Union. Plus, you shouldn't have all these Secret Service people working extra details and have the security that we're not paying for. The optic of it is bad. Don't have your State of Union next week. We can reschedule another time. That date isn't like your birthday, she said, or set in the Constitution. It has to be like the second Tuesday of the month, whatever. We can move it. Let's do it after the shutdown. And then what does that piece of shit do? Cancels Not only cancels her trip to Afghanistan, uh, not to Disney World. She and a bunch of Congress people from both parties were going over to, and you know, to Afghanistan to meet. And not only was it not a publicized trip, it wasn't a, hey, look at us over here, take pictures, aren't we great? It's You're not supposed to know when people are going. It's a war zone. And it's security risk for the people going and for the people there waiting for them to get there. Well, at least he didn't publicize it in a letter demeaning the trip. I... Or did he? In November, when I did the trip with the big three... One of the very few things the military asked us to do, do not tweet from the bases when you're at the bases. Wait till you get, if you want to tweet saying you're in Kuwait, maybe, you know, but, but we would really like you not to mention the bases you're on, at least until you're, you're home safe. You know, we don't want to make you a target or the bases a target because we're having these events 
Garp might be down, what, whatever it is. Yeah. This is for a fucking bunch of retired NBA guys going over, not the person who's third in line for the presidency. Or is it second in line? So who's the guy? You got the batter, you got the person on deck, and you got the next up. So she's you know, two people away from, from the presidency. But it wasn't just her. It was a bunch of people. And again, one, and, and, and this is w- another reason like he would want to cancel that trip. She was going over there to meet with NATO allies because it's come out yet again that he wants to completely pull out of NATO. He meaning Putin and Putin meaning Blotus. She's going over there to meet these people. So now they know where they were going to meet, when they were going to meet. And a lot of those people are probably already there waiting for them to get there. And then he says, well, you can't fly military planes, you know, but you can fly commercial. Fun fact, she does control the purse strings like the the Congress. She can fly if she wants to a military. You know who else was using a military plane in these dark shutdown times? I wonder who. Who could that possibly be? Melania Trump. (laughs) But that must have been before this, right? It wouldn't be the very same day that came out. It was. Wow. If I didn't know better, I'd say they're really big flaming pieces of shit. Now, remember last year when the Congress voted 90 Eight, the Senate voted 98 to 2 to sanction Russia over the election hacking. Fun fact, those sanctions haven't been fully implemented yet. Yeah. Fun fact, they just voted again two days ago to reopen the government. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they haven't voted to reopen the government, which they could do, which Mitch McConnell refuses to take a vote. But they voted and eight Republicans jumped to the to side with the Democrats. Uh, you had 58 votes. You need 60. So they were able to convince 42 Republican senators to not implement these sanctions. So even though last year the same senators voted for these sanctions to go into effect, when it was time for them to go into effect, uh, fun fact, the the and I will not say his name right, but the Russian oligarch whose businesses are most affected by this is the one that Manafort was working directly with. Olapaskik, something like that. You know, it, it, look, if it's a Russian name not in the NHL Hall of Fame, I'm not going <laughs> to say it right. Let's just put it out there. But seriously, and, and again, there's so much bullshit going on. Nobody's fit, you know, following up that, oh, these Russian sanctions aren't actually going to happen. Um and then it also turned out Michael Cohen, which, dude, it can't come fast enough. Is it February? I want to say it's February 17th, but that seems like a long way away. Uh, maybe February 7th. Maybe it's 7th that he's supposed to testify, but he's already come out. And he has said, yeah, I had 10 meetings about the Trump Tower, meaning that never happened, that did happen, What? but it was just about adoption. Which Trump Tower? The the Trump Tower meeting that uh, the Donald Jr. when they were supposed oh, the, to get oh, the Hillary oh, email. My, if yeah, it's right. if it's what I think it is, you know, I'm all excited. Um, and and now, of course, we keep saying the moving the goalpost. Uh, the, it is 100 percent collusion. And and, and even now, <laughs> two days ago, uh, Rudy Giuliani comes out and said, "We never said there was no collusion. We never said there was no collusion." We, we said there was no direct collusion between Trump 
and the Russians, but we didn't say people working with him didn't collude it with them. It's like they've, they've, they've now just decided to just say no to go from no collusion. No, obstruction's not illegal. Yeah, 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 yes, it is. <laughs> Fire's not hot. <laughs> um, but anyway, so before you blow the whistle, uh, oh, the oh. guy who's up for the, uh, you know, to take over Jeff Sessions' job and, and Rosenstein, the head of the DOJ, Burr, uh, completely, uh, we won't even get into how much he's plagiarized himself. He's already said he won't. Rec- he doesn't think he would have to recuse himself from the Russia thing, even though he published an 18-page memo. Um, is this fading in and out? Yeah, oh. like the the right channel is fading in and out. All right, okay. I sound better in mono. I'll just speak in monotone if we're going to come out. Uh, but he got he's up for the job because he published an 18-page. Uh, it wasn't like he was asked or interviewed. He just decides. I want this job. I wonder if I publish an op-ed saying that the Russian investigation is a witch hunt, and here is why. And I have the background of covering up for, you know, Republican presidents in the past. I'll get this job. And then there's an internal department inside uh, the Justice Department that decides whether you should excuse yourself from cases. And they've come out and said, yes, he should. If he gets this job, he should recuse himself. And he was asked, okay. We all think you shouldn't have this job. Internally, you're being told if you get this job, you should recuse yourself, will you? No, I don't think I will. Why? Because um, I see it differently. And then he was asked just the day before this this collusion obstruction, new collusion obstruction thing came out. Hey, if the president is uh, colluding, do you think? Anyways, I'm 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 done. You can blow the whistle. Except, did you see the fast food spread for Clemson? No. Of course I did. Dude, how gross is that? Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I know it's um it's uh he's a fat pig. He's a, a low class fat pig. And even I just 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 the fact that how long did it take for the ham how did he spell hamburger? How would you pronounce that? Hamburger. Ham hamburger? Hamburderer? Yeah. Something like that. It was uh it was misspelled. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, uh, the Twitter account to Burger King the next day. Did yeah. you see that? We're all out of hamburgers. <laughs> we have to serve just regular hamburgers. How long does it take to get a hamburger from the closest Burger King through the three security checkpoints onto those presidential platters? Yeah. It's a long, long time. Would, would you? Yeah. I mean, have you ever... Many fries. Many, many fries. Have you ever trying to eat French fries... From like a car ride home, like you know, go to the drive-through, pick up the French fries. Don't eat them in the car f- for some ungodly reason. And then when you get home, try to eat them. Has anyone ever done that? I have oh. accidentally. Not so good. We um, one of the things we miss about L.A. and it's such a typical thing to say is In and Out. And you know, I, I've never had an In and Out burger. I've heard they're delicious. Big on their fries. Mm-hmm. They're great. Get them animal style. They are absolutely fantastic. If you don't eat them within five minutes, <laughs> like honestly. Just throw them in the sewer. Dude, it's just so low rent. Like everything you're doing is. Did you hear the audio of one of the uh, players who was walking through the buffet line? They had to subtitle it because it was hard to hear, but he goes, oh man, I thought it was a joke. he's picking up like you know his choice of wendy's you know dave's 
junior patty melt or the Big Mac or the Whopper. Um, I think even I tweeted. I think I even I tweeted. I know what I tweeted. I tweeted out that even losing Little League teams get <laughs> yes, fresh pizza. Yes, you did. <laughs> like, nothing says, way to go, champ, than a cold Big Mac. So let's see. Uh, a Southern football team with a born-again Christian quarterback. That's a pretty safe bet that they're, you know, and now the Red Sox have been invited. They're supposed to go, I think, on February 15th, and they asked Cora, you know, their manager, who's from Puerto Rico, who's been very outspoken about, you know... um, The the response to Puerto Rico's... uh yeah, hurricane. And now it's come out just again. Like he was asked yesterday. He goes, "Yeah, I'll probably go, but I'm not committing to it. You know, I could change my mind tomorrow." Tomorrow rolls around, and it turns out that yes, he has tried to pull funding from Puerto Rico. You know, for other disasters, somebody's got to pay for these burgers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so that's it on Trump. I promise. Now. Could you please dust out the Mike Pence whistle? <laughs> so Mike Pence has, has had a fun week. And this, is, this isn't funny, so I'll just throw it out there. Uh, there was an ISIS attack in Syria where a few U.S. service people died, or ISIS took you know, responsibility for it. Uh, just hours after Mike Pence goes and gives a speech, I think it was over at the Pentagon, that ISIS is completely eradicated and, and, and calling for this is why it's okay to withdraw it's okay to withdraw from Syria uh, because ISIS is gone and Putin said we could or should. Oops. No, he didn't. Um, I, 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 here's my other big fun Mike Pence thing this week. Um, just to clarify, homophobic piece of shit, which means he's probably gay. Uh, his wife uh, has come under a little fire this week because it turns out she has taken a job with an anti-LGBT school that openly says you can't work here if you fall under that umbrella. Oh, by the way, you can't come to school here. And he doesn't think it's fair that people are upset that she's working for a homophobic piece of shit. Um, religious. Religious school. school. Because, but you and I aren't the biggest religious guy, but... You you do have to remember all those things that Jesus said about the gays. What's that? And see. <laughs> <laughs> so something about uh he never mentioned it. No, <laughs> no, not, not, not even once. Yes, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> if he was here today, he'd say, Mike Pence, you're a homophobic piece of shit. <laughs> um and you can put away the Trump whistle because I'm all done. I'm done. Yawn. I'm All right, done. Done ski. All right, well, why don't we take a little snack break with this defunct sponsor of the week? Let me introduce you to the Urkel doll. He's got my looks, my laugh, my voice, and all. Can I do that? So if you can't have me, get the next best thing, Talking Urkel. I just pulled my string. <laughs> the one and only Talking Urkel doll. <laughs> All right, so Dewey wins. I'm hoping that's not what everybody's saying when they're listening to this podcast because this is dropping the day after the AFC title game played in Kansas City between the Chiefs and our beloved New England Patriots. Uh, Thoughts, Joe? What do you think of that game we're going to see? It was sad to see the Pats lose. Is that what you're saying? Yep. 
just to piss you off. No, it doesn't. No, I mean, they're playing in Kansas City, and Kansas City aren't slouches. Who is a league MVP this year? Their quarterback, mm-hmm. Mahomes. Um, great home team. Um, but I'm still going with the Pats. But I do want to back up. Well, first of all, we will get an AFC finalist banner raised. <laughs> it's like the Colts did a couple years ago. The Colts, by the way, let's talk about them. Uh, last weekend, the Colts, pieces of shit, were flying 1-0 banners after the, work, after the wild card game. After all the bad press about three years ago when they lost the AFC title game to New England, I think it was 907 to 2. I think we had the safety. Um, they raised a AFC finalist banner, and people thought, you know what? That looks really participation trophy. And although you are going to get fresh pizza, even <laughs> though you lost, maybe, maybe the optic. And this isn't fans. Like in Buffalo a couple of years ago when they won their first game and took out billboards that said 1 0. This banner was flying over Lucas Stadium. You know, in Indianapolis. And then they go into Kansas City and got their ass kicked. As we know, we talked about a little last week, um, all, everybody, all, not everybody, but most of the talking heads on ESPN and on FS1 and the other national people were all picking. And I don't know why people thought Phyllis Rivers was going to. This was the one game that he was going to beat Brady is, you know, at 20 degree temperatures with two weeks off. And they had to travel twice inside, like eight days to from West Coast to East Coast and the time change and all that stuff. It's not as bad going East to West. You're gaining three hours, you know, gaining three hours of sleep. Anyways, as we know, because that was two games ago now, um, not only did the Patriots won, it was it was over at halftime. I mean, just over. It was not as close as the final score would lead you to believe. Yeah, because they ended up getting too late. Touchdowns, um, mercy touchdowns. I think like to call them, but but still, it was it, it was it was an embarrassment of riches. I was just thinking about the Colts losing the KC Chiefs. Um, you would think the creative thing to do would be to raise a one and one flag at half mast, just to sort of <laughs> acknowledge. You know, you are cruel. I love it. Um, and, and again, that's. One, I think one of the problems, one of the things, and I, I won't make this an all-Patriot thing, but one of the things that I think hurt Peyton Manning is, again, half of his career games were played in a dome. More than half, because before going to Denver, the last couple of years in Denver, but he played half his games every season in a dome, and then in Houston was also a dome. So that's, and, and the reason his playoff numbers were so bad Half his games were played outside. Um, it's a big deal if you're going. You know, that's one of the reasons a lot of people are picking Drew Brees and the Saints to make it. They don't have they're playing their two games at home, and then the Super Bowl is also in a dome. It makes a big deal. Now, there was all this panic right after the Patriots game on both sides. So there was supposed to be this quote unquote Arctic freeze. It was supposed to be eight degrees in Kansas. And now it's supposed to be like mid twenties. It's going to be fine. I don't think, or it was fine. I don't think the weather affected it. Why are we wasting time talking about the AFC NFC championship games when you should be predicting your thoughts on the Super Bowl? You mean the Super Bowl between Drew Brees and the New England Patriots? Yeah. Uh, 
the uh, the this will age well to uh, forty one year old quarterback against a forty year old. When's Drew Brees falling off the cliff? Why isn't there a Drew Brees is is all done? Drew Brees is falling off the cliff. It's you know why are people because he's only like you know if if um, if there's a cliff right and both Drew Brees and Tom Brady are climbing the cliff. Think of like the cliffhanger game when the price is right, you know? <laughs> Drew Brees is on the no, number do the one. Music, do the music. Yodel lady, yodel lady, yodel lady, Drew Brees is on the number two at the bottom of the cliff. Okay. And Tom Brady's at the number 25, at the very tippity top of the cliff. So, yes, there's they're both on cliffs, but one's a lot closer to the edge because they've done and gone farther okay. than the other. Um, that's why. But that, people love Drew Brees, and, but nobody's talking about he should be. Same thing as like Phyllis Rivers is 36, and um, uh, Aaron Rodgers is late 30s too. Don't say Phyllis Rivers. Why? Have you, did you see him play? Yeah. Well, no. Did, I, did you see in, in this new woke era of carnival personnel, I will not let you demean women by suggesting that because you changed a man's name to a woman's name, that he is somehow less competent of a quarterback because he is now a woman's name. Get it? Got it. Good. Okay. So, can I say she's the quarterback? (laughs) But, uh, no, and... and, uh... I'm just going to suck all the fun out of things now. <laughs> That's my new thing. This this podcast used to suck. Now it's going to fucking blow. It's going to be... Suck and blow. It's going to suck. And they've gone from suck to blow. You know, speaking of, you know, uh, being woke, yeah, Janine Garofalo has come out this week in, in favor of, like, Louis C.K. has suffered enough. Think about his daughters. And I take her, her, her point of view because... I thought when the Menendez brothers got life sentences, that, that was kind of harsh because they were orphans. Seriously. <laughs> I love that awful joke. Who's joking? <laughs> Anyways, whatever joke. <laughs> so I think uh, the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, the Super Bowl. Is going to be, uh, <laughs> and hopefully this age as well, yeah. But I'm, I'm calling it the, the Pats win on the road. They have already won on the road. Uh, Do they just barely break triple digits? 11 points. <laughs> they won by 11 points. So 111 to 100. <laughs> you know what? Uh, <laughs> the last the time they played was 40 to 43. Right. And earlier in the season, I think, I want to say... The the Rams and, and and Kansas City had a fifty four to fifty one game, so you know you know it is it's hard because the Patriots haven't blown anybody out this year. I mean I mean their one playoff game. Oh, some uh, uh, Joe and I we went to our friend Sully's house for the game. You had an enjoyable time. Yeah, he's great. I met his wife and you know nice house and yeah and uh, and it was you know it was a lot of fun but it was it was the first time this season where we could be arrogant you know patriot fans mocking everything about the other team by the end of the first quarter really i think mm-hmm. it was 21 to 7 or 28 to 7 the end they scored their first five possessions not field goals they scored touchdowns on their first five possessions yeah you say that now but during the third no i'd say, say during like the 
five-minute mark of the fourth quarter, you were still sweating bullets over there. You're like, I don't know, man. It's not in the bag just yet. It wasn't. They scored those two late touch. You know me, you know. Yeah, so don't sound like overconfident. Like, you know, we we were very confident you by were, the, you were the rest of the people. <laughs> yeah. We also had to watch our language because we were in front of an 11-year-old. Didn't work impre- out that well. An impressionable 11-year-old. <laughs> and at one point, somebody used the when Philip Rivers got sacked and got up whining uh, like the, I'd say, little bitch he is, but that... He could be a bitch. Okay. Like the little bitch that he was, somebody in the room said, oh, look, his man... Or two people simultaneously made man-pawn references, which said that 11-year-old looked up on the interweb sitting between his parents. What's a man-pawn? What's a man-pawn? Yeah. You'll never find out. Oh, shit, he has a phone. <laughs> And uh, apologies were instantly made to the parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> we told them about Sin. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but that that was fun. Uh, yeah, uh, there's no other sports things. There are no other sports. All other sports were actually t- uh, they're part of the shutdown now. I think so. Okay. I think only the NFL and maybe the WWE are allowed to play. So they they are worried about the shutdown in the Super Bowl. The busiest airport in the United States is in Atlanta. The Super Bowl is being played in Atlanta. Mm. It's already going to be a clusterfuck from hell. You know, come that Sunday night slash Monday morning. They're already telling people now. People right now traveling are being told to get to the airport four to five hours early. For the Super Bowl. Oh, you're talking about like... Just regular. If you, no, I thought you meant like get to the airport now. Right. For for the the Super- <laughs> you probably should. But seriously, it's like I got to go to New York... Maybe Arlington, Virginia late next week. In a million years, I wouldn't even think about flying to New York City. New York City? Thank you. <laughs> we had a little delay there. Uh, it's a four, four and a half hour drive. That's exactly how long it would take to get through you know, TSA into the gate right now. Yeah. And, and honestly, if I'm a TSA agent, we're, we're talking that's another two weeks away. If we're still locked down, now you've missed three to four paychecks, are you showing up to work? Uh, yeah, because eventually I'm going to get that huge paycheck when the shutdown is over. Oh, by the way, my taxes will have gone up because the amount of money that will be paid in the one paycheck will be taxed higher than if I were just to get four Is that really going to happen, or is they going to... Like, will they give you, like, four different paychecks for the same name or amount? Because that would suck. And no, it's one paycheck. For back pay, it's all retroactive. So I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Well, yeah. Well, that's really unfair and a real kick in the nuts. So I'm pretty sure that's how it works. And by the way, do you think Donald Trump is going to be swayed by the possibility of fucking with fucking with the NFL's plans? Well, the, well, that's funny because when you talk about taxes, now people are like, because. You know, the people who work at the IRS, those are those people, too, who are being told to come to work and you're not getting paid. Now, are those people more likely to take it out on the little guy who's also getting fucked or, yeah, we'll let this deduction go. Yeah, we'll let this deduction go. I'm pretty sure that you can write a few more things off this year. Yeah, I would think so. And honestly... Do you think they're going to want to audit anybody if they're not getting paid? That's it's, it. Right. It's just more work for them. Yeah. So so we're saying 
Cheat on your taxes, your assholes. Taxes. Yeah. You don't uh, Wait a minute. Does the IRS listen to this? You have to go right ahead. Uh, so so we, 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 I think, are done with that. Now, please, before we get into the random video game review of the week. Or the snore, snore, snore of the snore. This is Floor's favorite part of the show. You will not take this from her. Do you? Uh, you got any? What, what's going on in the video game here in Casa de Joe? Uh, it's another, you know, school week. Mike Connor plays League of Legends, and it's it's gotten to the point where he plays it late at night, and he's online, and he's yelling, and he's like, he, he, really, he, he doesn't? He, well, like, and he's obnoxious, and I, I have to kind of, we have to kind of remind him that other people live in the house. And you're a dude now, <laughs> and you're not paying rent, and um, shut the fuck up, because, you know, it's 12.30 at night, and we're trying to... Is he in the other wing? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you from the uh, from that part of the world. So, um, aside from that, no, there's nothing big going on here. So, my oldest has really, I think he hit the 52% mark on Spider-Man. This week, oh, uh, he's basically been it's playing him so long because he can only play. Oh, he's right. not he's only supposed to play on the weekends, but he's been playing like a half hour here and there before school. And I've caught a bunch of it, and it does. It looks the story seems great. It's amazing. Uh, he just got to the place uh, it's spectacular, at, like at Grand Central Station, where he's fighting the Japanese guy who owns a laundromat, D- uh, Mister Negative. Oh, yeah, no, I, he doesn't own a laundromat. That's not. The ja- the ja- Who's the guy who owns the place where Mrs. May works? Yeah, that's not a laundromat, is it? I, th- I thought I'm- maybe no. It's a it's like a health center or something like that. Okay, yeah. I, I, I thought I thought there was like a scene where they were like doing some laundering or laundry. Anyways, uh, well, well, yeah, yeah. I think there was a a scene where they went to do some laundry, but it wasn't. A okay, laundromat. so I'm yeah. catching it here and there. So yeah. it does. It looks Mr. Negative great. is the, is the it, name it looks really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I will when I. If, if if like management is going to be away for a weekend and I can take a whole weekend just to play it start to finish, I think I'll dive into it. Well, don't hold your horses there because Resident Evil Two comes out in I think the week between the games, like next week. So between the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. So when I say I have to go to New York <laughs> and Arlington, Virginia, I'm just staying at a red roof <laughs> a couple miles away. Take your P- yeah, you're getting a second PS4 is what I'm saying. Um, so the other game I wanted to talk about is uh, Red Dead 2. And only because, again, getting back to going to our friend Sully's house where his wife is the gamer of the family. Mm. Um, and it was funny because... You know, I got the nickel tour, you know, before Joe got there and they have a, you know, a gaming room as all adults should. I didn't even get that tour. Um, you, you weren't there in time. That's you know, right. you, you, you got there for I the I moseyed on in at kickoff. And so, uh, so I was talking to her about it. I said, oh, Joe, you know, liked the game, but then it got to this point where you have to do things like shave. And to which you told her, because you were talking about later when she showed up. What did I tell her? You don't have to do it every day. It's a novelty thing. Oh, for she you. well, she told no, you, yeah, because you were setting it up as like I didn't like the shaving part. Yes, you did not. But you failed to mention in the storytelling that she loves the. She shaving. loves it. Yeah. To which I said, "Well, you don't have to shave your fucking face every day, so <laughs> it's like novel to you. Like if there was a part where I had to like check for my breasts for <laughs> lumps in the game, I would love that part of the game." Oh no, I have to do a vaginal exam. 
<laughs> and the old self-gyno. Oh, rats. Another eight hours of this. You know, I'm, I'm really racking up the experience points now. So like the banana said to the vibrator, I don't know why you're shaking. She's going to eat me. <laughs> Anyways, you're just burning through these jokes, man. You can't do two, three jokes in one podcast. You got to spread it out over the year. That's what she said. And the other thing is, I guess in the game, you can walk into a saloon, sit down and play cards. Yeah, right. It's a life simulator, but it's. It's supposed to be a fantastic, it's a phenomenal masterpiece. But of she game. likes that. She will go and, I mean, people play poker and online poker and stuff. She likes that inside the game that your character can mosey on up to a table. Yeah, you don't have to do the uh, the storyline. You can go on side quests. You can just kind of get lost in the world if you want. That's that's the, the, the greatness of the game. I like a, like Spider-Man, a beginning, a middle, an end. Storytelling, I like the whole... There's a um, um, forward motion, and I'm also, you know, looking forward to downloading the DLC pack where there's three additional stories to uh, Spider-Man the video game, which is an extra twenty-five bucks. But you know, it beats getting Fortnite for free, and then paying you know three hundred dollars on skins and all these other little microtransactions. Um, so I'm I'm playing video games budget-wise smartly as I like to fool myself into thinking. So Jacques, while I'm rambling, has gone on to pull off a random Nintendo game from my Nintendo Entertainment System right shelf. Um, and uh, what did he pull off? Something off the R's. <laughs> Probably a game I've already reviewed. Um, I don't think so. Okay, so it's not Russian Attack. It's... Uh, hmm. It's... Um, is it like rollerball or something? You're getting there. Uh, roller, uh, roller skate, rollerblade challenge or something? I don't know. What the fuck is it? Rolling thunder. Oh. Pouring rain. <laughs> come around like a hurricane. Rolling. White lightning flashing across. Sing the it, brother. Rolling thunder. From this is a Tengen game. A Tengen game. This is one of those unlicensed games. So a little history about Nintendo. There was a, a company called Tengen who wanted to <clears throat> publish, like, uh, Tetris, for example, was their main game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, however, they didn't have, they didn't want to go through the uh, the licensing and the uh, the quality assurance and all that. They didn't want to go through Nintendo's sort of um, procedure to officially distribute a game. So they reverse engineered how to produce a game, and they made their own cart mold, and they kind of went around the, uh, the 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 approval process for Nintendo. And Nintendo, they made their money selling cartridges to developers. Like they had to, you know, you had to if you were a developer for the Nintendo Entertainment System, you had to buy the cartridges from Nintendo, like the whole dev kit from Nintendo. You know. So it's kind of like what McDonald's did with real estate. You know, you're buying land or you're leasing the land from McDonald's restaurants, and you can you know follow the uh, the protocols for putting the McDonald's branding and all that. You know, in a, in a restaurant, Nintendo had that sort of same thing, um, but it, Tengen was having none of that. So they reverse engineered. There's a big lawsuit, um, and uh, they eventually had to capitulate. And you know, they were yeah they. They um, 
they were in violation of some, you know, laws or whatever. <laughs> so they had to f- stop making the games for the Nintendo. But I don't know. I'm just in a frozen cave. I don't know what you're much about. <laughs> Reverse engineering. But one of the games they port, but they did do like a lot of arcade ports. Like they did Pac-Man. They had Tetris, which was huge. Um, they had um, several other games, including Rolling Thunder, which I believe is an arcade port. I've not played this game. Uh, I do not know if it's like a screen-to-screen kind of game or if it's sc- side-scrolling. Uh, if only. If only there were a, a Nintendo Entertainment System guide written by Pat Contry to tell me what the game was about. Well, there is. Uh, Rolling Thunder, four-star game. Four? Yes. Four? four? Four out of five possible stars. Reviewed by Pat Contry himself. It's a uh, run-and-gun shooter. It's kind of like um, if you ever played the game Contra, you know where you're. Have I? No. Uh, uh, left, right, left. <laughs> yeah, right. Up, up, down, down. Left, right, left, right. B A start. That's the uh, thirty guy Contra code. It's kind of like that, apparently. You're, you're. Um, I, I've seen screenshots of this game. I may have even played this game briefly, as the red-shirted alien. I'm so. Let me start again. As the red-shirted agent Albatross. Players seek out to rescue female agent Leah Blitz in this Namco arcade port. Armed with a pistol, players must move swiftly left to right, ducking and jumping out of the way of the enemies and their attacks while taking them out with pistol shots in timed stages. So the time is a ticking in this game. Um, it looks uh, decent enough. I'm sh- Four stars, I can't argue with those numbers. I, uh, I shouldn't even be talking to you right now. I should be playing Rolling Thunder for my Nintendo Entertainment System on this unlicensed cartridge from the company Tengen. And now Jacques is going to see what this goes for on the black market. What do you think? It's a, four, it's a, it's a decent game. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go so far as to say $10. A cartridge, $20. Yeah. Well, I'll be. Seriously, so if you were in the Coast Guard and you had to have a garage sale. <laughs> I could eat one of them there Big Macs for a week. Well, that if, if they're not all sold out. Right. <laughs> you know, you, you got to get there in Right. Time. Well, you know, I'm also working at McDonald's, so I get the discount. <laughs> um, so, hey, that's good to know. Anyway, uh, that's it. Random video game. And, 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 and not so random. I pulled this one out because the cart looked different. I'm like, oh, I wonder what, the, I wonder why it's, and and without prompting you to do so, you explained why this cart looks different. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's a black cart. It doesn't look like all the other gray Nintendo carts. Yeah, it's not squared off at the right. There's no end label. Um, it has like this gold, uh, whatever. Anyways, has a good beat, and I can answer to it. It's got to give it a seventy-five. What are you watching? What am I watching? Um, I think I'm watching. Oh, what what have I been watching? Oh, I've been watching Conan on Netflix, the Conan Without Borders package. Any good? Yeah, I mean it's you know it's if you watch if you're a devotee of Conan over the past couple of years, he's gone to many countries and done shows from there. That's this is their collection of him going to different countries. So it's him in um, what's the first show? Uh, it's him in Puerto Rico. No, no, Cuba. It's him in Cuba. Uh, it's, it's Cuba. Cuba. Yeah, it's in, it's Cuba Gooden Jr. Uh, it's him in Cuba. It's him in Mexico. Uh, he goes to Korea, which was a great episode. The, when he goes to Korea, it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, like yeah, the, the, just him getting arriving at the airport, fantastic. Um, and uh, he also go. I haven't gone to it yet, but the big 
one that I'm looking forward to is the one with him going with Jordan Chomsky, Chomsky to Italy. I saw that. Yeah. Like we we still haven't erased that. For, for, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dead yeah. serious. And we've probably watched it twice. It's 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 the second best Conan thing. I Second or third best Conan thing. When he went to Norway, nothing will ever beat that. He had one Christmas special that I loved very much, The Raising of the Fagoda. And uh, and him the going lighting to Italy, the, the lighting of the pagoda, and the uh, <laughs> and and seriously, him going with with I can't say the guy's name. Oh, Jordan Chomsky, Chomsky to, to Italy, just the best. Right, they have they go to this this uh, they go to a vineyard and a wine tasting thing. I saw bits and pieces of that, but uh, I'm looking forward to watching a little bit more. I'm on this sort of like retro late night kick. I'm, I've watched. I told you last week I'm watching old late night with David Letterman's and late show with David Letterman's. Um, and it's interesting because, like, I'm watching things like Marv Albert's first interview back from his backbiting scandal, the the you know the the sex scandal that he was in. Um, you, you, Go on, you, you remember? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it also involved. Um, he had a little, little bit of cross dressing. Well, right, like putting on women's panties and stuff. Um, but like that was fascinating. And, uh, but like, I, yeah, and we're not judging. Right. Um, there was an episode where like the late show, uh, was getting a new set in 1996. So they, but they didn't deliver the set in time. So they did a whole show from the lobby of the Ed Sullivan theater. So great. Yeah. And it's, um, Barbara Walters, Halle Berry and Ray Charles. Uh, and but, the, but they told Ray Charles. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he did. That, I think he made a joke about it, but what's funny is that. He towards the end, Ray Charles does a number with the band to the side, and then he's escorted up to step up on the platform where they set up the desk at the end of the uh, at the end of the lobby. And as he's getting up, he says, uh, "Oh, watch your step." But then, like, briefly catches himself and he goes and he he says, "Watch your step, gentlemen," because there was somebody <laughs> escorting Ray Charles. You know, he's like, he, with, you don't want to be with the blind and the can't see. <laughs> did you see the Ray Charles stunt on uh, Super Dave? Neither did he. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Want to hear a joke? <laughs> you want to hear a joke? I can't even do Yes, Super you Dave. can. So much better than me. Yeah. Better than me. Right. <laughs> I can do a Bob Einstein impersonation. <laughs> uh, um, so that's it. I don't know. What are you watching? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Took up all my hours of watching this week. Um, I'm going to say Mrs. Maisel. The no. first two or three days. So like, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Happy days. Wow. Walked right into the <laughs> propeller. Walked right into the propeller. Um, seriously, nothing but Patriot highlights yeah. from Sunday. Honestly, that was it. Just started. And then the rest of the week was watching all the footage of why they will lose to Kansas City, which only made me more excited because the Patriots have finally kind of found an identity. Like, they've been looking for an identity. And it's funny because the local media this week have been saying, because right after the game, Tom Brady had said, like, I know we suck and no one says we can win a game, but, you know, we're going to go to Kansas City and see. And people are like, what are you talking about? You were a home favorite. Yeah, they were a home favorite, but everybody picked, I mean, across the board and, and, and not even and not even close. Like, 
You know, the people were doing the side-by-sides, like comparing the running backs, comparing the quarterbacks, comparing, and like, and I, and you know, we had talked about it. It was all over Twitter. Like, you don't even want to give the guys credit, but like Max Kellerman saying, you know, of course that he's over. Um, what is it? I wanted to say Ray Parker, but that's not Ray Parker. Oh, we got to talk about that. Uh, yes, we do. Parker, he he had a board of like ranking the eight finalists. It's like, all right, have yeah. the Chargers won and the Patriots eighth. Yeah. Like the level of disrespect was so on a national level and delusion. Yeah. You know, uh, um, Stephen A. Smith saying the same thing that he's the least of all the quarterbacks left in the AFC. He ranks him fourth, and overall in the playoffs, he only ranks him like fifth or sixth. The quarterback he trusts the most. Like I think he edged out. Nick Foles, who won the Super Bowl last year, but and, and they hear that stuff. You know, they try to say that we block it out, we don't hear, it, but it's so. And so the local media this week was making fun of the Patriots for you know taking on the us against the world you know attitude. Um, and then most of the sports people here have picked them to lose in Kansas City. If the game was here, I'd probably pick the Patriots, but it's there. So myself included. Right. But the same people who are saying, you know, don't play that nobody believes in us thing. I mean, we don't believe in you, but don't play the nobody, you know, believes in us thing. And I did say the one good thing about giving up the two late touchdowns to the Chargers is it gave Belichick something to bitch about, like, you know, all week. It's because uh, their first touchdown was awful. Anyway, so I'm glad you're not talking about the Patriots. All I've watched is Patriot highlights. The only thing I snuck in is the end of the DCU Titans. Um, which is great, uh, which is really, really great. Unfortunately, I guess the DCU app isn't selling as well. Um, not a, not as many subscribers as they thought. Yeah. I was on the fence of subscribing because this is their only show. Yeah. Like everything else I own. Yeah, this isn't like Netflix where they're going to have, you know, if you're not into DC, then we got other things. No, this is it. You know, I, I I literally think I'm trying to think, and I and I kind of lamented about that. Like I bought the shitty Batman Ninja Elseworld animated thing that came out a few months ago for like twenty bucks, and that's on there. But I own ninety percent of the things that are up there. Now it's cool they have the old you know eighties TV show Flash and a couple other old shows, and but generally speaking, this is the only live action thing. Yeah, and it and it is great, and it it got to the point where. Uh, long story short, too late. Uh, you know, Dick Grayson has not become Nightwing yet. In the last episode, it's kind of starting to edge towards that. He doesn't want to be Robin anymore. He hates Batman, and they don't talk. And you know, when the new Robin in this world, Jason Todd, tracks him down, because uh, how did you find me? It's like, well, the, the tracker. What tracker? Bruce Burton trackers in all of us. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. <laughs> and which, it, it, you know, it, it's been talking through the whole series how, like, you know, Dick needs to get away from him because he's maniacal. He's kind of Batman's fucked in the head. You know, he's controlling. He's manipulative. He's Batman. You know what I mean? And you are just a pawn in his world. And then when he finds out, you know, no, he puts the trackers in us so he can come save us. Or he can track us down when we want to be on our own and break out. So it's good. It's gritty. But all I've watched basically is Patriot stuff. Uh, I can't watch Miss Maisel because management has been uh, on a business thing. So I would like to have watched it. I've only watched season one. So we're both on the same page. Okay. Yeah. 
And uh, so, so you did see, finish season one. I did. How great is it? Oh yeah, and it wrapped up nicely. Um, it could right. It could have been wrapped up, and or it could have been yeah, open ended. And yeah, I'm looking the Lenny forward, Bruce character is great. Looking forward to season two. Um, and um, so briefly before we get off of uh, watching stuff, uh, exciting uh, dude bro news in the huh. world of movies. Ghostbusters is going to get another movie. And and who's 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 leading this charge? Who's helming this this movie endeavor? Why none other than Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman, CEO of Ghost Corps, which is the Ghostbusters franchise division of Sony Pictures. So yeah, Jason Reitman will co is has co-written a movie um, and will direct. They haven't casted yet, although he did say in an interview or in an interview that there will be two. Female and two male Ghostbusters, and they did release a teaser trailer for it that it will be released in summer 2020. The teaser trailer is 30 seconds or a minute, and it starts off in this sort of spooky kind of like very dark uh, farmland landscape. You see like this sort of like wooden barn or whatever, and um, it's you know thunder and lightning. It, it zooms in. You hear the Ghostbusters creepy music. The barn doors are open, so you can see inside. And there's this wind blowing, and it's uh, rustling up some sort of uh, tarp-covered vehicle. Of course, it's revealed that it's the Ecto-1. And it just cuts to summer 2020, and the hashtag is GB2020. So I'm on board for this. Not that I wasn't on board originally for Ghostbusters 2016, but then when I saw the trailer, I was immediately, you know, poured. I, I took the uh, the ice bucket challenge <laughs> when I saw the trailer. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna suck," and it didn't uh, disappoint in that respect. <laughs> it uh, it did stink. So, and this could be hot garbage too. I'm not discounting. You know, 2016's movie and thinking that this is going to be like, this should have been the movie we all got, man. You know, like none of that stuff. <laughs> At the same time, it's, you know, Jason Reitman, good director and, you know, very, very good director in his own right, man. Uh, <laughs> in his own right, man. The Dickens. Dickens. <laughs> he was on the set of Ghostbusters when they were making it in 1984 as a young lad. And his father. You know, fucking, you know, co-wrote the movie. So it's uh, it should be a, a pretty, probably the best possible take, I would say, on the Ghostbusters storytelling. And, by the way, very important, it's not a reboot. It's a direct sequel from the original lineage. So they're not, like, imagining, like, imagine a world where, you know, Bill Murray isn't Peter Venkman, but some weird fucking skeptic and, you know... Ernie Hudson isn't Winston Zeddemore, but the, you know, the uncle to the new Ghostbuster kind of nothing like no, 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 there was Ray Park, uh, Ray Park. Here I go. There were Ray Stance, Egon Spangler, uh, Peter Venkman, Winston Zeddemore. There was a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. There were Ghostbusters in the '80s, and this is like a direct sequel in that lineage. So we're going old school. So what I'm hearing is between. The Patriots going for their seventh championship in 2020. Uh, <laughs> the the new Ghostbusters in this podcast, you will not be going to the rickety stool and rope store 
before the summer of 2020. Um, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I guess. So thank you, Ivan Reitman. I mean, David Reitman. Or what the fuck's your name? Jason Reitman. Justine Reitman. I don't know. Is it Hitler? This close to getting to Why? We were at the finish line, man. <laughs> because we're getting into parenting tip of the week. You got one? Uh, don't be like Hitler. Don't smoke. <laughs> be like Hitler. Don't smoke. I don't want to be like Hitler. <laughs> I don't want to smoke, but I don't want to. <laughs> anyway, I have no parenting tip. My parenting tip. Um, we like to joke about racism because nothing's funnier than racism. Ethnic jokes aren't funny. And when you read this book, <laughs> you will see by not laughing that ethnic jokes are not funny. Now, I'm going to read to you one of the ethnic jokes. I wish I had an ethnic joke. I can't tell a joke. I'll have a Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) So, when confronted with racism in front of your own eyes, you should do something about it. You should say something, document it, intervene when you can. Especially if your young boys are around or your young children. And just lead by example that racism is not okay. Even when it turns out to be your own grandmother and dog. Did I say dog? Now, uh, long story short, dogs are not racist. They are. It it turns out, because I've had a couple racist dogs. I I have. And in this case, um, you know, and it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. You know, my mother-in-law is, is, is dealing with, you know, so, so, some things, you know, dimension, whatever. And we have some AIDS. And one of our AIDS. I'm so sorry. Different skin tone. Oh, <laughs> not those kind of AIDS. Uh, I'm stepping on your things. Tell your story again. No, no, wait. It was hey, very nice. AIDS is pretty funny. Uh, this is a comedy podcast. Anyways, um, turns out she doesn't like the nighttime aid complexion's a little different than hers and um has has not been that nice to the person and um we've had to tell her i've i've told her it's like knock it off you know um and what's not funny it's like i, I saw a couple things i i put a kibosh on it um, then I called the wife who was at home and said hey here's the situation going on your mother has a slight touch of racism and by the way, so does your dog, who I think just feeds off my mother-in-law's anxiety about this person being there. So really barks up a storm every time. So the dog's racist by proxy. Which the funny thing is, when my mother-in-law is Korean bonding with a dog. <laughs> this close to a spit take. So close. So, and so I said. Um, so I said to the wife, it's like, it's like um, I said, hey, she tried to hit the aid. And my wife says, well, in all fairness, my mom's tried to hit me a couple times recently, <laughs> too. To which I said, maybe she thought you were Japanese. Because <laughs> if there's one thing we know from our friend Biff, the Koreans aren't big fans. Of, oh, the older generation of Koreans aren't, aren't the biggest fans of Japanese. And as Biff said, and they shouldn't be, <laughs> you know? So, so, uh, you know, if, if, if you turned out my parenting tip of the week, I guess if it turns out your dog is racist, you might want to, I saw a Korean guy beat up a Japanese guy. And I thought, man, these people are specific. Oh, wait, that's an old Dave Chappelle. And then I thought, Oh, a Diet Coke. <laughs> Oh, the Diet Coke. 
Um, so, so that's it. That's all I got. Great. Thank God. Another uh, week. This is the part of the podcast I love because it's the most amount of time until the next podcast. What is? <laughs> what is? So you. How bad is next week if things don't go my way on Sunday? Mm. Well, you know what? I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now. Okay. I'm okay. If you don't win the A, if you don't go to another Super Bowl because you lost on the road to a great team with a great coach. I mean, Andy Reid makes clock management things. But if Belichick isn't around, Andy Reid's probably considered one of the one, two best coaches in football. I mean, I think it's him. And I think it's Sean Payton over like the last twenty years. Um, I, you know, I mean, a- Andy Reid is one and four, one and five in conference championships, but he's got to six conference championships. This is his sixth or seventh. It's a hostile place to play. The quarterback is great, um, and plus, I don't hate Kansas City like it. This isn't the Colts. This isn't Denver. This isn't the Jets. And and. and we know it's not the Jets because I said playoffs. <laughs> nah, <laughs> um, so I won't be happy, but man, will I be caught up on the Gilbert Godfrey podcast come next week. Now, you say that with some sort of um, an air of like maturity, uh, some clarity, um, uh, some wokeness, if you will. Now, what if the game were uh, called or came down to a bullshit call against the Patriots? How would you feel then? It fixes in. All right. Now, how would you feel if it came down to a bullshit call made by the female <laughs> referee? No. I will say that the ref of this game is the only ref that the Patriots or that Tom Brady has a losing record with him refing. Mm. Also happens to be the ref from the deflate game. game. You think that's coincidence of all the games that the NFL because these guys, it's not a lottery thing. It's not like putting a name in a hat and you go here, you go here. These games are assigned by the league. Eh, not pretty much a coincidence that that's the guy that they picked to head up this game. And I think it's a mind trick game. You know, um, I, I hope, you know, I, it, literally, I hope it's a game where I almost hope it's like a reverse charger game. If they lose, I'd rather it be, it just wasn't your day. You know, I, I hope. Brady has a good game, but maybe two kickoffs are muffed and they lose because special teams fucked up or the defense was horrible. Like, you know, like like the Super Bowl last year. I mean, Brady threw four touchdown passes and no picks, 503 yards. I mean, it's not – he didn't lose But he lost the Super Bowl. Right. He lost – right. Exactly. I love that. I love it. It's just like, yeah, he lost three Super Bowls. Well, you know, the first Super Bowls were really won by the defense. Okay, so the Super Bowls they won and Malcolm Butler against Seattle. You know, so when the Patriots win the Super Bowl, it's because the defense won it. But if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's because Brady lost. Okay, good. Now, just, just. As long as Brady gets zero credit, that's all we care about. And, and, it, and it is funny. You know, uh, we, we're, not, we're not getting back in Patriot talk, except we did say at the game, you know, the, the, the not going in is, well, Phillip Rivers throws 40 yard bombs. And it has a highlight reel, but Brady just dinks and dunks it the whole way down the field. And every time he had a five, six yard pass for a first down, it's like, yeah, but it was. A... And the national media come Monday who were doing all the backpedaling, it's like, yeah, 
Sure, he put up 42 points, but it's all this digging and dunking down the field and controlling the clock. It's just game management. Sure, he threw four touchdown passes. Right. But, but you no, know, he threw three touchdown passes, but they have three touchdowns on the ground. You're right. You're, you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Um, we suck. We do. We do. Um, I'm done. Great. Me too. Um, Jacques, I love you. And don't forget... Standing there right beside you People you've been before The youngest one is from high school He don't know you no more You can't be sure Just wait and see Remember when gets you wandering You've already been the best you'll ever be The twenty-something you's hungry Impressively Is something you's longing for The year you were in your teens Can't be sure Just wait and see Remember what Got you wondering You've already been The best you'll ever be Wait and see Remember what Got you wondering You've already been The best you'll ever be Standing there right beside you Looking listless and bored And just a bit disappointed The people you've been before you Can't be sure Just wait and see Remember what Got you wondering